Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. So, John, let's get to it here. We've got two more things we got to accomplish. We got to do a pregame six pack on the Texans and the Titans. We got to do a little for real or Fugazi on NFL and other topics. So let's get right to it. Texans, Titans, as far as the back, the backstory on this game, it's looking like Ryan Tannehill is going to miss this game. He did not practice on Wednesday. Um, he, he suffered a nasty ankle injury in that loss to the chargers where he was carted off the field. Um, came back in that game, but he's clearly gimpy. The spread is down to four and a half. It was seven earlier this week when Tannehill had not been announced as being doubtful or out for this game. Titans minus four and a half. This is as tight a road spread as the Texans have had in a long, long time. Before we get into the pregame six pack, is there anything that t- does the do the results over the last two weeks with the Texans where it's been close but no cigar? Does that give you confidence that they can play the Titans close this week? We'll do a pr- an actual prediction later, but what are your general feelings on this game before we get into the pregame six-pack? I think that their games will be close. That first one was seven points, even though they were dominated to the point of embarrassment, and Malik Willis can't throw the ball. I mean, he was terrible. He's had two starts. He beats the Texans by seven. He beats. He loses to the uh, Chiefs in Kansas City by three. In that game, he was five of 16 for 80 yards. He ran eight times for 40. He only ran five times for 12 yards against the Texans. I'm guessing he's going to run more because even Derrick Henry needs a relief every now and then. And as long as Derrick Henry's healthy, and he is with his four consecutive 200-yard games, you know, he may run 35 times, 40. And between him and Willis, they may run 45 times. Mm. All right, so let's um, let's get into the pregame six-pack. Six people, storylines, wrinkles to watch in this game, and then we'll give you our prediction on the game. Uh, John, as always, you go first. A key player, okay, when the Texans get – to Nashville on Friday. It's supposed to be in single digits, the low. And then when they kick off, it's going to be in the teens. And then in the high, it's supposed to get up to 23, but it's going to be cold. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to run the ball. And think about it. The Titans have Derrick Henry and the Texans should have Royce Freeman. I wrote a thing about Royce Freeman uh, for sports radio, 610.com. Uh, he in 2018, his rookie year, he rushed for 521 yards and five touchdowns. Next year, he didn't start any for the Broncos, but he ran for 496 and three. He also caught 43 passes. Now, uh, his last last year, he was on the practice squad of the Panthers and the Texans. He actually got 35 carries for the Texans, 92 yards, 2.6 average. He was by far the best runner on the team against the Chiefs. We all mm-hmm. saw it. Oh, yeah. Pep Hamilton doesn't give him his first start since his rookie year of 2018. There should be an investigation. And uh, give Royce Freeman 15, 20 carries and see what he can do. 
<laughs> okay. So there should be an investigation and we can put it on the long list of things that Pep Hamilton needs to be investigated for this season as the OC of the Texans. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I feel like they're, I, I, if, if we're investigating Pep Hamilton for everything questionable that he's done, I feel like we've got like one of those backlogs like the New York police department has where, you know, the case just sits there for a while because they've got so many cases that they're investigating right now. I'm like, Oh yeah. I mean, we're still working on Burkhead getting 19 touches in week one. Are you go? We got we got to do a week 16 investigation right now. Um, Law and Order starring Pep Hamilton. Law and Order PH. Yes. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Um, all right, John. My first one, pregame six pack, Malik Collins. Malik Collins has been a beast the last couple weeks. He almost single-handedly changed the complexion of the AFC playoff race last week by tossing Patrick Mahomes down on his head, uh, almost. Um, enough, toss Patrick Mahomes down hard enough for Mahomes to get up looking at the referee like he was playing in the NBA or something like that. Um, Malik Collins has been really good, and here's the thing. Derrick Henry, as you know, routinely runs for 200 yards or more against the Texans. He's done it four straight times. He averages 7.4 yards per carry in those four games against the Texans. When these two teams played back in Week 8, Malik Collins injured he did not play in that game Malik Collins is their best run defender and he's been playing really really well this season so my first one to watch is Malik Collins actually getting a shot at this thing as opposed to week eight when he was out well he has been their best defensive player the last few games ahead of Jalen Petrie and uh but even the Chiefs went into that game and they rushed for what 189 yards. They did, and that was with Isaiah Pacheco leading the way and Patrick Mahomes contributing 33. The one thing about the Titans, you know, Hilliard, who used to be here, he's he's hurt the Texans as well. Mm -hmm. So they're they may not throw the ball five times in Tennessee with Malik Willis, who in that first game threw it ten, completed six for 55. Yards, no touchdowns, one interceptions, and three sacks. So hopefully Malik Willis can lead an improved performance in run defense. What's your next one, John? My next one is also going to be a defense, Jalen Petrie. Petrie's been playing really well since he's at free safety. They're going to need his run support. You know, it's ridiculous to me if you've got Malik Willis to play too deep coverage because you're not going to have many balls thrown in front of you. Commit to stopping Derrick Henry, not stopping him. They're not going to do that, but containing him. You know, if they keep him to, what, 150 yards, it's successful. Under 100, it's astonishing. But they need to put eight guys in a box and dare Malik Willis to throw the ball. And I look for Jalen Petrie to have a big game, especially against the run. And right now, Malik Malik. Uh, Collins and Jalen Petrie are their two best defensive players. Yeah, they yeah, Petrie's been awesome. He's it's really been fun to watch him this season. That that's I think that's gonna turn out to be a great pick um by Nick Casario. My next one is whoever lines up across from Jeffrey Simmons. We know that in the first game these two teams played, Jeffrey Simmons gave Kenyon Green fits, ooh, as did ooh. the next several interior defenders that Kenyon Green went against I guess I the, the reason I say whoever goes up against him is because as of Wednesday Green was still on the injury list as being out for practice and if you're out he he so this was Tuesday it was just a walkthrough 
But if he's out for a walkthrough <laughs> then, um, on Tuesday before the game, the game's on Saturday, then I don't feel great about the chances of him playing in this particular game. Um, so if that's the case, we're going to get to see Titus Howard at left guard. And that was a pleasant surprise from the Chiefs game. Every time they've tried Titus Howard at guard before, and these times they've done it before have felt like they've done it with the longer picture in mind. And as it turned out, he's makes for a better right tackle than a left guard. But I thought he played pretty well against Chris Jones in the interior of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm kind of anxious to see Titus go against Jeffrey Simmons. I still think his future with this team is at tackle. Um, but it's been the, – the, that was cool last week to see Titus, who really struggled at left guard every other time he's been there. Um, to to put in some good work against the Chiefs. So I'll look forward to that, watching that left side of the offensive line do work. Either way, if it's Kenyon Green, it's worth watching because we need to see him put some good snaps together as a rookie. If it's Titus Howard, it's worth watching because he was pretty good last week at left guard. Yeah, I don't expect Green to play. And and they used and earlier they put Justin McCray. He's awful. Making a move, George Warhop, the line coach, making a move of putting Howard left guard and Charlie Heck at right tackle. Charlie, of course, has starting experience. Each year he's been in the NFL. They were a much better offensive line against a really good Chiefs defense. The Texans have given up one sack in three games, and that was Jeff Driscoll's fault. And they've gone up against some good pass rushers. Chris Jones, the Chiefs, being the last one. Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett before that. This offensive line is playing really well. Uh, unfortunately, Damian Pierce is on IR. He's not getting to take advantage of it. But uh, I think that as long as Kenyon Green's out, and I do think he needs to come back if he's healthy and get all the snaps he can get because mm -hmm. he started fast and then went straight down to tubes, and it began with Jeffrey Simmons. Simmons, you know, they could move him over A.J. Can. He and A.J. Can went at it every year that uh, A.J. Can was in Jacksonville. And so I don't think Jeffrey Simmons is going to be dominating uh, he's good, and he's going to make big plays, but I don't see him dominating to the point of humiliation like he did against Kenyon Green. All right, what's your last one, John? Davis Mills. Davis Mills uh, uh, had two touchdown passes, a touchdown rushing on a 17-yard run, the longest of his career. He had that fumble in overtime that cost them the victory. I've watched that multiple times. He was not carrying the ball the right way for anybody, not just a quarterback, and he can't do it. That would have been, even though not yardage-wise, because he didn't throw much, he completed 50%, but productivity, that was the best. The Titans are beatable. They've lost four games in a row. They got injuries on both sides of the ball. Both out, both their lines are injuries. So Davis Mills needs to play a turnover-free game. Yep, and I'll I'll build off of that, John. If, if Davis Mills plays a turnover-free game, when they put the ball in his hands and he's going to throw, and he's going to – they're, he's going to have to throw in this game for 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 them to win because I you know while I like Royce Freeman too he did some nice things last week my guess is they're going to find themselves in third and medium to long situations and Davis Mills is going to have to make a play um, I'm going to bundle Chris Moore and Amari Rogers together and see if they can continue to build on some of the things that that they did Chris Moore's been fun to watch these last couple of weeks watch him you know especially with Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins Brandon Cooks. Limited with the calf on the injury report. I'm not expecting him to play ever again as a Houston Texan. Um, and then Nico Collins still out 
according to Wednesday. Uh, I say I keep saying Wednesday. It's Tuesday's injury report because everything's pushed up a day because of of uh, of, of Saturday. Um, you and I are recording this on Wednesday before the Wednesday injury report comes out. And my guess is not much changes with these guys who are who were out yesterday for a walkthrough, but we'll see. Um, so mine are the 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 wide receivers that have had to kind of pick up the slack in the absence of Collins and Cooks, because I think both of them are guys that uh, could crack this rotation next year, even if they go and draft a wide receiver or two, because um, Cooks isn't going to be around anymore. Hopefully Collins is healthy. Uh, but Moore's done some good things, and Amari Rodgers is still only in year two of his rookie deal. So it makes sense to bring him back. He's still cheap labor for this team. And to remind people, the reason he was cut by Green Bay was because he fumbled on punt return. Yeah, just don't and put him back there to return They don't punts. need him to return fumbles here. I mean, punts, and let him play in the slot. And I agree on Chris Moore. They need Nico Collins to come back. Yeah. Nico's been hurt too much. You know, yep. they're going to need to get a big play receiver in the offseason. And but Nico could sure solve a problem, but he's had injuries both years. He needs to come back and he needs to play. I don't care if it's just the last game against the Colts. They don't need him to be shut down like they've done some other guys, Damian Pierce and Derek Stingley. Yep. But you're right. I, I think Chris Moore, if you look surprises of veterans, his performance here recently is he's taking advantage of those injuries to Cooks and Collins and has looked pretty darn good. Yep, he sure has. All right, John, what's your prediction for the game? I'm going to pick the Titans win this game 16-13. to 16-13. I got Texans 20, Titans 19. I'm picking the Ooh, upset, John. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm picking the upset. Let's see what happens. But you and I well, both – They won up there last year. You and I both have the Texans covering the spread at the very least. So – I'm pretty sure that Malik Will's not going to throw four interceptions like uh, like uh, Ryan Tannehill did up John, there last year. Malik Willis might not throw four passes in this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way Mike Vrabel loves it. He did. He sure did the first time these two teams played, and it was not six degrees the first time these two teams played, like it's going to be or whatever, nine degrees, whatever it's going to be. Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.